Jim Nagy, executive director of the Senior Bowl, joins the show to talk about the Saints' interest in Ian Book over the offseason. Then we'll hear what Ian Book wants you to know about his skill set before he hits the field and what pieces are going to be around him come Monday night. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on this Friday episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this Friday episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, NOLA on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends over at On Location. On Location is the exclusive hospitality partner of the NFL and the one and only place to get a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or a search Super Bowl on location. So I want to kick off today's episode with an interview that I did with Jim Nagy, executive director of the Senior Bowl. Ian Book, who's expected to get the start on Monday for the New Orleans Saints with Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon, the Saints, two previous starting quarterbacks being sent to the COVID reserve list on Thursday, was a participant in the Senior Bowl last year. So I spoke with Jim about the Saints' interest in Uh, Ian Book, what he knew about other teams that might be interested, and how quickly Ian Book can pick up a playbook by the time that he gets to Monday Night Football. We've got all of that and more here with Jim Nagy. Jim, what can you tell us about the New Orleans Saints and their interests when it comes to the young Notre Dame quarterback? Part of our process when we we evaluate these players is just, um, you know, being in constant contact with the NFL teams. And that's, uh, you know, where, where my background in the NFL really helps with this job. And uh, you know, Jeff Ireland and those guys at the Saints are great um, with us. They're a great resource. They're, they're good people there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember last fall, I mean, it's, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm <laughs> divulging anything that, that's uh, sensitive at this point. But, uh, you know, going back to last fall, I knew Ian was a guy that, that the Saints liked. Um, yeah. You know, we, we kind of go through the roster position by position before we make the final, uh, you know, we grade the players ourselves. But then, uh, you know, honestly, I obviously want to get the, the – input from the NFL teams and no so I knew I knew they liked the end um kind of fits what what Sean Payton you know as well it's worked for Sean you know you just look, look at uh, again I just draw the comparison to Tony Romo a little bit mm-hmm. um you know and what he developed there and you got a similar size guy you know but a good athlete a guy that can run around make things happen so yeah I knew there was interest before they got the mobile um and then Ian had a good week here and so when they when they pulled the trigger there in the fourth round I mean it didn't surprise me I know if you just if you just read social media and paid attention to like the national media narrative, mm-hmm. you know a lot of people add Ian as more of like a, a sixth or seventh round guy. I certainly thought he was better than that. We had a fourth round grade on him, um, so it didn't surprise me when the Saints pulled the trigger in the fourth. And I think there was uh, there's two teams I know um, that that wanted to draft Ian um, mm-hmm. right before the you know right at, you know the Saints took him right before they were going to take him, so he was ah. going to go in the fourth either way. And then I know there's a couple of teams that reached out to the Saints during the preseason to try to trade for him. Yeah, we heard um, about that. So, yeah, so there is uh, there is interest from around the league. The Saints are not the only ones that, uh, <laughs> you know, see a bright future free in book. 
Yeah, it's certainly a great sign. Uh, you know, look, Ian's going to have a pretty quick turnaround here to get the game plan for this week and then turn it around into this Monday night matchup. Senior Bowl really have to kind of pick up the playbook quickly. What were your thoughts on how quickly sort of the smarts when it came to Ian Book and how, how fast he was able to pick up that playbook over in Mobile? Yeah, I think if you like Ian, that's one of the things you really like about him. It's just his, his intelligence. Um, you know, the guy put in a lot of work. Yeah, I didn't see any problems with him, like taking the playbook to the field here. Um, there's been some guys over, over my three game span here that, that, that it is a little noticeable. Um, guys that are struggling, knowing where to go with the football, the ball's coming out late. I mean, those are kind of signs that guys aren't really getting what they're, you know, taking that playbook from the, uh, from the meeting room to the field and that Ian definitely didn't have those problems. Like he wasn't to Mac Jones's level. Like Mac was by far the best one we've had in the three years here in, in that area, uh, specifically, but no, Ian's really smart. I mean, talk to those guys at Notre Dame last year. Um, that was one of one of the first things they talked about. So I don't think that'll be an issue for him. And again, I, I think for a young quarterback like like Ian, who's kind of getting thrown into the fire, you need a guy that can move around and buy mm-hmm. some time because you know things are going to be happening really fast for him, uh, regardless of how much football he played at Notre Dame. And we all know he's the all-time winningest quarterback at the, at Notre Dame, which is a, a huge statement in itself. Um, but to, the ability to, to to move around when you're not seeing it clearly. Um, and buy yourself a, a second chance on a play, uh, I think are, are things that are going to bode well for Ian. Absolutely. Last question for you. Once again, it is Jim Nagy, Executive Director over at the Senior Bowl. I want to get you out of here quick but because I know you got a lot going on today. But just in terms of what you observed from Ian Book, in terms of what he does on Saturdays and then can translate to the field on Sundays, or in this case, Monday, in addition to that mobility that you just mentioned. Yeah, you know, and we had Ian back over here for our, our Senior Bowl uh, Hall of Fame charity golf tournament in the summer, too. So mm-hmm. I've, I have had a good chance to spend some extra time outside of our game week with Ian. And I will say this, like, he does seem like the kind of guy that, that his teammates will rally around. You know, as a young player, I think I think there's going to be some a buy-in factor with his teammates, which is good. But, um, no, I think, you know, when you look through this Notre Dame stuff, you know, we were kind of lukewarm on Ian. He's a guy that, that we pushed up the board his senior year. I think we had him, you know, later day three, and we ended up in the early day three range for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he made a nice jump for a guy that already played a lot of football. Usually you see that jump, you know, between year one, year two, freshman, sophomore year, sophomore, junior year, uh, depending on when they get the starting job. But Ian really did that, you know, in his last year. And again, I think he got more comfortable. I think he was testing man coverage better. He's, mm-hmm. you know, taking some more shots and, trusting his receivers to make plays. Um, again, I think that everything just slowed down for him that last year. So, you know, I, I think, he, you know, what I like about Ian is, is this is mobility. He's got really good feet. He's a bouncy athlete. Um, he's going to be able to move around. And, uh, you know, there's, you're getting Kamara back really helps. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, being, being able to turn around and hand the ball off to, to Kamara, this is actually happening at a good time for Ian. So, um, no, we'll have to see how it all shakes out. It's the first NFL playing time, not not just playing time, but start. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot on him, and it's a it's a Monday night game, and it gets a really good defense. He's playing well right now, riding a six game win streak. So um, you know it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but I think he ends up for it. Yeah, gotta love it. Hey, look, the draft starts in Mobile. The Ian Book era starts on Monday. Jim, we appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Locked On Saints. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me on, and uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Hey, right back at you, buddy. You take care. All right, y'all, that is Jim Nagy, Executive Director of the Senior Bowl, talking about what it is that makes Ian Book special and what he brings to the field. Next, we're going to hear from Ian Book himself, thanks to our friends over at ABC10 who caught up with the rookie quarterback just before the NFL draft. You're going to hear the three things that he thinks he does best, what it is that he wants people to know about him before he hits an NFL field, and even his thoughts on former New Orleans Saints quarterback and future Hall of Famer, 
Drew Brees and the comparisons between the two. We've got that and much more coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. But first, let me tell you about our friends over at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market, second to absolutely none, right? You've got the holiday season coming up. You're going to want to really be able to dive into all of your holiday treats and Built Bar should be a part of your repertoire as well because you get the best of both worlds with these. You get the protein bar that gives you all the protein that you need to make it through your day, your workout, or to recover after one. And you get the delicious flavor, something that tastes like a candy bar with some incredible flavors that even fit the holiday spirit, like the marshmallowy goodness that comes with the Built Puff Bars and some of my favorite flavors like mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, and salted caramel. Get everything that you need in a Built Bar flavor and protein so that you can make it through your day with only six or seven grams of sugar, 17, 18 grams of protein. Doesn't get any better than Built Bar. Go ahead and check them out over at Built.com. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off. That's 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. And look, I've told y'all before that when it comes to fantasy football, I'm not really the one. I'm usually out in terms of the season-long leagues by about week eight, week nine. I kind of get tired of it. My team is losing. I'm terrible at it, all of that. But then I found Stat Hero, which has helped me get into daily fantasy sports because it's the first of its kind in terms of a daily fantasy sports platform that allows you to actually see the lineup that you're going up against. It's the perfect blend between being able to refresh your lineup every week, but also know who you're going up against head to head the way that fantasy football should be. None of this non-transparent dealing with a bunch of spreadsheet heroes and spreadsheet magicians that are going out there like you have to do in usual uh, daily fantasy formats. In this case, you get to pick specifically what type of a lineup and who you're going up against and build your lineup to take that on one-on-one exactly the way that it should be. Four times increased odds of winning over at Stat Hero. So go and check it out. Sign up for free today, right now, and win by heading over to stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Yeah, stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code is locked on for that 100% deposit match. Once again, stathero.com slash locked on. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on as well. Terms and conditions apply. All right, family, thanks again for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. We're covering the big news here when it comes to Ian Book. We were going to do a bit of a holiday theme and talk about what the Saints need under their Christmas tree, but right now what the Saints need under their Christmas tree is, well, health, because they're dealing with a lot right now when it comes to injuries, as well as the additions on the COVID list. We're going to talk about all of that here in just a moment, but for right now, I want to talk one more time just about Ian Book because... We've talked all about him, but we haven't really heard from him, and he hasn't really been able to get the opportunity to do any type of press conference or anything like that. So reach out to our friends, and this is part of what you get exclusive here at Locked on Saints. We have partnerships with 50-plus, 60-plus television stations all around the country, and one of which happens to be ABC10 KXTV in Sacramento. Absolutely phenomenal team there, including Sean Cunningham, who did an interview with Ian Book just before he went through the NFL draft process. And I'm talking like, the week before the weekend of the NFL draft, talking about his hopes, his dreams, the people that he compares himself to, who he looks up to, and also just about himself. So I want to hear you talk a little bit about what it is that uh, Ian Book said that he wants people to know about him. Here's Ian Book, courtesy of our friends over at ABC10. Uh, Somebody who loves the game and can win football games. That's all I try to do is win. That's my job is to lead the offense down there and, and put points on the board. And 
you know, was able to do that at Notre Dame, want to show that I can do that at the NFL, you know, did it in high school. And that's my job. The QB is supposed to rally the guys, lead the guys, and score points and win football games. And it all comes down on your shoulders, win or lose. And at the, at the end of the day, uh, I feel like I can win a lot of football games. How much do you feel you're ready? I feel very ready. Yeah, very ready. I just, my experience at Notre Dame, I think, just got me ready. Had an unbelievable five years there. Went through a lot of ups and downs, everything, and I just feel ready to pursue my dream of going to play in the NFL. So it's reasonable to have questions about a rookie quarterback that hasn't started in your franchise before, right? Makes perfect sense. However, when it comes to Ian Book, you can hear and you can see the confidence in him there as he's sort of getting ready for that draft process and him speaking about his playmaking ability and what it is that he brings to the team. And I think that those are things that the New Orleans Saints are absolutely in love with when it comes to what he can bring to this franchise. Not what he can bring to this franchise, but what he's going to bring on Monday when they put him out there on the field. There's clearly a lot of confidence in Ian Book in terms of their talking about him being a fourth round prospect when some folks were looking at him as a round six, round seven. Even in this interview with ABC 10, they were kind of talking to him about what would you do if you went undrafted? I mean, like that's the level of confidence that the Saints had that they were the first to jump on him and got there. And even though they got phone calls over the course of the offseason to potentially trade for him, which we heard about on broadcast, the opening week up against the Green Bay Packers, that they didn't let him go. They didn't move on from him. So clearly there's a lot of confidence there. Clearly he has a lot of confidence in himself. And if he's able to bring that playmaking ability with him to the field on Monday, then maybe there's a little something extra, a little lanyard when it comes to Ian Book that we just haven't gotten to see yet. He only got 16 throws over the course of the preseason, and that wasn't a full playbook anyway. It was all very vanilla. So to see him get the opportunity to run an offense with Alvin Kamara behind him and hopefully Fingers are crossed for at least one of those tackles, Strong Armstead or Ryan Ramchick to find their way onto the field on Monday, then maybe we get to see something here from Ian Book. And if we're going to see anything, here are the three things that Ian Book said that are the best parts of his game. And these are the things that we certainly want to see from him on Monday. Three things I really pride myself on, my leadership, my accuracy, and my playmaking ability. It's just kind of the way I've played football my whole entire life, the way I've played quarterback. Um... Just try to extend plays with my feet, use my feet to get around a little bit, keep my eyes up and, and let the receivers make big plays downfield. And then as well as my leadership, being able to be a two-time captain and lead these guys on and off the field. And then accuracy, that's just been something I pride myself on, you know, throwing an accurate ball every single time. That's my job. So those are the three things I think, you know, help me stand out. Leadership, accuracy, playmaking ability. We talked a bit about playmaking ability already. Obviously something that he likes very much in his game, but accuracy and leadership. Who does that sound like to you? I mean, that sounds a little familiar, right? And I'm not trying to say that Ian Book is Drew Brees. We're not going there. We're not doing that, right? I'm not making that comparison. I'm not doing anything about that. Although we will hear what Ian Book has to say about Drew Brees here in just a moment as Drew Brees is an idol of his. But in terms of what it is that you need for this offense in order for it to be able to work, I'm not talking about producing at the 15 years type level that Drew Brees did. I just mean for it to work, right? For them to be able to move the ball on offense. You absolutely have to have leadership, command in the huddle, clarity in the huddle, all of that. But also, you are going to need accuracy, precision. That's a big part of what makes a New Orleans sense offense tick and has over the course of the last decade and a half, right? The ability to throw players open, the ability to hit tight windows, the ability to anticipate throws, spot throws, put throws where receivers are going as opposed to where they are. Those are all things that you need to see from a quarterback in order for Sean Payton's system to really get to working at its highest level. We just started to see Jameis Winston get comfortable in that before his injury. Taysom Hill is something that he still struggles with, but was getting, but is also, you see it in moments, right? You see it get better with Taysom Hill and you have seen it get better. Trevor Simeon, that's a different story. But when it comes to Ian Book, 
how quickly do we actually see that in his game? Because if that's there right off the bat, then this passing offense is going to look a lot more efficient than maybe we expect going into this rookie's first start. Now, I assume we're going to get an early three and out. You're going to get some bad throws. Like, look, the rookie's going to have some troubles. Okay. Let's not try to overinflate what's going to happen here. But if those are really the three things that he feels strongest about in his game, if he can bring 70% of what you get with, you know, your usual starting quarterback in the NFL, like your superstar quarterback in the NFL, then you're in a pretty good space there, right? That's an efficient offense that should be able to move the ball. Then you get the help of the run game, which is what everything really should be going through, right? Everything should be going through Alvin Kamara in this game and precision, accuracy, timing, leadership, all of that becomes important. Even when you're just talking about throwing the ball out of the backfield to Alvin Kamara. Okay. Now let's hear from Ian book, what he had to say, ABC 10, Sean Cunningham, uh, asking him about the comparisons to Drew Brees and Drew Brees actually talking about him before the NFL draft began. Here's what uh, Ian book had to say. Yeah. He's probably becoming an analyst for Notre Dame. It's, yeah. it's funny. Just, you know, I wish he was doing it when I was still there. He's someone I look up to. He's one of the, you know, three quarterbacks I love watching. And, um, He's someone I, I just love watching. He does the game, you know, he plays the game the right way, and he's similar in stature, so he's someone I, I definitely model my game after. And if there's those critics that say, yeah, he can't do it, he's too... He's yeah, too look short, at those guys. Exactly. If, if, what do you say to those? I mean, do you really use him as an example, or is there something different? Definitely. You can use him as an example. Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, and Kyler Murray. I mean, it, there's a lot of them now. I feel like the game is changing, and... Uh, those guys probably got doubted the same way, you know, a lot of other QBs are that are shorter. And um, the game's changing. It's about winning. It's about what's inside of you. And, you know, I think I definitely have those. So once again, a big thank you to our friends over at ABC 10 KXTV up in Sacramento, Northern California. Again, something that we get to do here with Locked On and you know, our, our partnership with all of these technostations stations to be able to use all of this footage. It, it's awesome. It's awesome. So Love being able to hear from Ian Book there and love being able to hear him talk about somebody that he clearly idolizes in Drew Brees, right? Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, all uh, quarterbacks that he mentioned, all quarterbacks of the New Orleans Saints at some point or another have been connected to, right? Baker Mayfield coming out of the draft, Russell Wilson this past offseason, Drew Brees, of course, having played and, and creating a Hall of Fame career for himself in New Orleans along with Sean Payton. So pretty good role models for a guy like Ian Book to have. And I know that a lot of folks are going to talk about Ian Book and his stature, being the reason that he is sort of comparable. But, you know, when we talked with JT O'Sullivan back in June, one of the things that he also mentioned that was comparable with Ian Book when it comes to Drew Brees was that accuracy, right? And Drew Brees was elite in terms of his accuracy. I mean, he led the NFL in completion percentage and had the record for career completion percentage for a while and everything as well, owned like three or four of the top five best completion percentage seasons in the NFL as well. I mean, pretty incredible stuff. And I don't know that you're going to see Ian Book go out there and complete, you know, 78% of his passes, 74% of his passes on Monday night. But if the accuracy is there and he has modeled his game after New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees, him being a quarterback in New Orleans definitely fits what the mold is that he has tried to um, generate himself through, right? The way that he's tried to mold himself. So we'll see when it comes down to him getting on the field on Monday, but very interesting to hear from Ian Book specifically what it is that he wants you to know about him before he hits the field on Monday, looking even just back to right before the NFL draft. So lots more good stuff coming up for you today on today's episode of Locked on Saints. We're going to take a look at the weapons around Ian Book. Who does he have left around him over on the offensive side between the players that are headed to the COVID list, the injury report, all of that. We're going to break it all down and take a deep look here as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. 
BetOnline.ag is absolutely the best, fastest, and safest play for you to place your bets and get in on the NFL action for NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, whatever it is that you're into. The New Orleans Saints were minus three favorites at home up against the Miami Dolphins. To no one's surprise, Vegas has currently taken this game off of, at least as I'm recording this, off of all sportsbooks. We'll see what the adjusted line looks like when it goes back up and what the over-under looks like as well because it was expected to be a low-scoring affair with 38 points. So we'll see. Keep an eye out over on betonline.ag for that and much more across the world of the NFL and however it is that you like to bet, including your favorite Vegas casino games as well. And don't forget about the live betting module also. So if you want to get in on all of it, just head over to betonline.ag. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a 50% welcome bonus. That's a 50% welcome bonus on top of your very first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON over at BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's get it. Huda Nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a quick look at the players that may or may not be around Ian Book. Now, we should highlight here that because of the NFL's changing sort of landscape of COVID protocols, players that were added to the COVID reserve list now have the ability to potentially come back within 10 days as long as they are asymptomatic and vaccinated. Now, that information is not always made public, so we just kind of have to see how it all works out. But the bottom line here is that the Saints may or may not be missing some pretty big pieces come Monday that make this whole situation around the quarterback even more just sort of unstable, right? So there's other question marks to be answered, even though the attention might be on Ian Book and the quarterbacking situation. There's a lot more to pay attention to here. So let's start off with the players that were put on the COVID reserve list, along with, of course, Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon that we know. These players are also currently joining Adam Troutman and Juwan Johnson that are presently on the COVID reserve list as well. Those players include safety Malcolm Jenkins, offensive lineman Jordan Mills and James Carpenter, linebacker Caden Ellis, defensive tackle uh, Christian Ringo, defensive end Jalen Holmes, as well as safety Jeff Heath. So those are the eight players, including two quarterbacks, Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon, that have been placed on the COVID reserve list. The biggest name outside of the two quarterbacks there clearly being Malcolm Jenkins, one of your leaders on the defensive side, and the backup that's kind of right behind him, Jeff Heath who, of course, is also now on the list. So that could end up thrusting JT Gray, who was just selected to his first Pro Bowl of his career, into a starting role right next to Marcus Williams, or could mean some creative things being done with CJ Gardner-Johnson, who they could potentially move to Malcolm Jenkins' role and then have Bradley Roby play in the slot. So something to keep an eye out on there and how this could potentially continue to shake out. Now, of course, there are players that can come off this list. There are players that could be added to this list that change everything in terms of the speculation about how the New Orleans Saints will handle this. Um, Already tough on the defensive line, particularly at the defensive end position where they don't have Peyton Turner, they don't have Tano Passanio, who are both on injured reserve. No word yet as to those players coming back this week, but to add Jalen Holmes there makes things a little bit more complicated because then your only three active defensive ends are Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, who is on Thursday's estimated injury report is limited with a shoulder injury, as well as Carl Granderson. So you could see thinning numbers at the defensive line there, along with, of course, Christian Ringo in the interior also being over on this list. Now, one of the big things to keep an eye out here is going to be on the offensive line. You've got James Carpenter, who has, who has sort of been focusing in a bit on the, uh, uh, the sixth man for the offensive line here recently, but to also have offensive tackle Jordan Mills hit this list, that's important to watch because... On that estimated injury report, we also saw Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchick not participating in practice 
in terms of the simulated idea. It was supposed to be a walkthrough, but with everything going on, Dennis Allen decided that they should all meet virtually instead. So they merely estimated the injury report. And the estimation is that had they practiced today, that Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchick would not have been on the field. So the Saints could be without their two starting tackles. And then things gets a little bit more complicated than that, believe it or not, if Jordan Mills also can't go. So if Jordan Mills can't go, the only other offensive tackles that are active for this roster, at least at this point, as I'm recording this, are James Hurst and Caleb Beninock, who would be coming up off the practice squad or who, who has come off the practice squad for the team so far. One of the other big question marks is going to be, who is it that's going to be the backup quarterback for uh, Ian Book here? And somebody to keep an eye out on would be Malcolm Perry, the young uh, wide receiver that they signed, that the New Orleans Saints signed not too long ago, uh, just a few weeks ago, that we sort of looked at as somebody that might come in and stand in in place of Deontay Harris, but instead has just sort of been on the practice squad. Well, when he was at Navy just a couple of years ago before he was drafted late by the Miami Dolphins, there was a, you know, he was the quarterback for Navy. So he could potentially be elevated this week as a COVID replacement and be the backup quarterback behind uh, Ian Book. That way, the Saints don't have to bring in another quarterback off the street that could potentially, you know, test positive and then it causes more trouble for the Saints than they already have. And they don't have to go to Alvin Kamara if, if, if Ian Book has to come out for any reason. And so that could be a route that they go to make sure that they have a backup quarterback before you get into the emergency Alvin Kamara situation. The other two big names to keep an eye out on on today's injury report that were listed as limited on Thursday are defensive end my, uh, Marcus Davenport, who has been limited over the course of the past couple of weeks battling a shoulder injury, but has been disruptive and incredibly effective when he still hits the field. So hopefully it's just another one of those weeks where he's going to be limited, but then play just like we've seen here recently. And then wide receiver Traquan Smith, as the New Orleans Saints pass catching options continue to dwindle, you don't want to see them missing out on a player due to injury like Traquan Smith, who is the most familiar wide receiver that's the most familiar with the New Orleans Saints system, which is sure to be a little bit simplified for uh, Ian Book on Monday. If Ian Book is indeed going to be the starter in this rapidly changing situation, then having a guy as experienced as Traquan Smith could be very beneficial, as well as somebody that can make those tough catches over the middle as well. But Look for Ian Book, Marquez Calloway to have a big time connection. And of course, Nick Vanette as well, who uh, who spoke with New Orleans media on Thursday and mentioned there's going to be a lot of guys having to do things they don't usually do. but They seem ready to get it done. An ever eventful holiday week here on Locked on Saints and for your New Orleans Saints. Thanks as always for joining us and being a part of this. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody watching. We'll be back with you on Monday for your game day preview. Get you up to date on everything that has changed or if anything changes over the course of the weekend ahead of the Monday night matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the Miami Dolphins. For more on everything going on across the NFL, make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show as well as the uh, Locked On NFL show that are going to have a national perspective around all of this. But first and foremost, and as always, I thank you for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day. For your next listen, go and check out Locked On Bets, your boy Q, handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Go ahead and make yourself some money this holiday season. For everything in between, y'all, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.